Kathy Zaka. Hi, I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your hosts today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. Today, we will finish up our discussion on the church and where we are at today. And our scripture for today is from Psalm 8611. Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart so that I may honor you. Yeah, that's good. All right, so this subject of the church and where we are at today. It's a passionate one for all three of us. Wouldn't y'all agree? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as, as humans, we are going to make mistakes, right? And our current generation has fallen even further away from God because the church hasn't been operating with the authority that was given to us by Jesus when he died on the cross over 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's heartbreaking to see how bad we've let things get. The enemy is good at what he does. He deceives us in so many ways. He breaks us and he tries to destroy us. And God never meant for any of us to suffer like this. The church needs to take back everything the enemy has stolen so we can be free of the enemy and all of his wicked schemes. And I want to start off our conversation today by asking this question. How do you think that the way that we are doing things now hurts the heart of God, right? Mm -hmm. The sin, the rebellion, the defiance, the rejection, the anger and hatred, and so much more. How do you think this hurts God? And for me, You know, now that I have this wonderful, intimate relationship with God, He's shown me how much compassion He has for every single thing that He's created. It is powerful, and it's moving. And I know it hurts Him deeply when we turn our hearts away from Him. And He only wants good things for us. But the enemy wants only bad things for us. It's amazing that we don't understand this. But this just shows you how deceptive our enemy truly is. We must understand how the enemy operates so we can reject him and choose the good that God has for us. Mm -hmm. How do y'all feel about it? How do y'all think it affects God's heart? Well, and you know, I just keep going back to the early church, and I think about how they were when they first started. Yeah. And I think about, like, the the demonstration, you know, that Jesus brought. He brought miracles. He brought healings. He brought deliverance. He brought people up from the dead, you know, back from the dead. So, God, Jesus showed us the way. He showed us what to do. He demonstrated how we were supposed to live on the earth when he came. Right. Right. And so, you know, at the early church, they did those, the disciples, you know, they followed through and they did those kind of things. Right. You know, it was miraculous what they did. And yeah, they were persecuted, but that pretty much came with the territory. Right. Yeah. And if you're getting persecuted, it means you're doing it right. Well, yeah, you know, well, and... It's unfortunate, but that's just the way it seems to be. He said, we will have to go through those yeah. kind of things, you know, but I think the way that the, the church has been in the world, we look so much like the rest of the world that there's really nothing to persecute. Right. You know what I mean? But not not that we're looking for persecution. Right. You know? Absolutely. But I just, you know, we've gotten away from the miraculous and the Holy Spirit working in the churches, and like we said, you know, in the last episode... Just about religion, you know, and all that. That right. that takes all that away, you know. And so, when I think about what would make a difference in the church today, and it would have to be we need to start working in the power of the Holy Spirit yes. and let there be the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit working in the church and outside the church. Right. I've only seen, you know, a few other 
handful of people that, like Todd White. Right. He love goes him. out. I love him. Yeah. And I, I hadn't heard about him until a few years ago. Right. And uh, when I saw his videos and he just goes out and everywhere he goes, he is a minister for the Lord. Yep. It doesn't matter if he's at a, a restaurant. He doesn't even go to a restaurant and eat out unless he's got a $100 bill to tip the waiter or waitress yep. because it's a ministry everywhere right. he goes. And so he'll be at the gym. And he starts talking to somebody, and he, he says, all he says is, can I pray for you? He's bold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We all need that. Yeah. And he came from such a crazy background, like yeah. his testimony, you know, and all that he's been through, and he almost, you know, died. Yeah. You know, there's just so much stuff he's been through, yet he turned that around, the Lord turned it around, and miraculously saved him. And when he prays over people, he's praying for miracles. And, you know, it didn't always just start that way either. You know, it was he'd pray over people and maybe something happened, maybe not, you know, and that that happens anyway, you know. Uh, that's all up to the Lord and the it's, faith of the person that you're praying over. But it's like you said with Todd White, he's led by the Holy Spirit. And that's evident. Right. And whether or not something happens when he's doing what he's doing doesn't right. matter. He's doing what the Holy Spirit told him to do. Mm-hmm. And then whatever happens, Todd may not ever find out exactly what happens because these are random people that he meets. You right. Know? right. What God does or changes in him. Mm-hmm. He's just being obedient to what the Holy Spirit's leading him to yeah. do. And he's and led to God's heart. That's God's heart is just for us to go and do mm-hmm. and and help and speak life. He's just led by the Holy Spirit to the people that are hurting and need. Right. You know, to hear a word from the Lord or be prayed over. Right. They, or maybe they've been, you know, they they maybe went to the church a long time ago and they strayed away and then, you know, they they need people aren't gonna go back to church if they've been hurt or, you know, yep some way disappointed or whatever. And so when you're the church outside the church, (laughs) you know, then you meet people where they are. Yes. And you can bring the Holy Spirit to wherever they are in their situation for whatever they're going through, right? Yeah. And so, you know. I think that that's God's heart. I really do. I I think think so too. The church outside of the church. That Mm -hmm. is exactly what, we can't just be loving and kind and I'm not, and I'm not saying that I'm not generalizing it and saying that that's what we do you know 100% but we do do it you know we go to church do our thing go home and mm-hmm. you know and somebody makes you mad while you're driving and you're flipping them off or mm-hmm. you're screaming and yelling or you're going up aggressive on, that's not the heart of God we're that's, somehow controlled in church yet yes. when we get outside the door you know the we church and we mind. start driving the, down the road and we flip somebody off because yeah. they cut us off or you, you know, know you've got it's like herding cattle Right, right. Right. But I I mean, Jesus modeled that for us. Yeah, he did. He was out with the multitudes right. and you know All the in time. the outdoors. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a building, was, it wasn't yeah. yeah. And right. so he modeled what he wanted to be done in the church outside of the church. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. to speak. But you know, you were asking in the beginning what hurts God's heart. Yeah. And I think the thing that I see that hurts God's heart the most is how churches have just pretty much kicked the Holy Spirit out of the church. so true. And that's why I brought that up about the demonstration of the power of God, because I'm like, I don't see it. Yeah. You know, I don't don't see it much in the churches. I've experienced that in a few places. Right. Like I talked about in the past about Eileen Fisher. Yeah. And going to a prophetic meeting. I've been to a few prophetic meetings where I saw the power of God working. Right. I've seen people... Praying over others and the, and like praying over their legs that one was shorter than the other, and I saw the leg 
pull out and right. and grow out and right. be even with the other one. I was like, that's awesome. Yes. You know, and that person didn't have pain anymore. And so that's to me that when you you have church services like we've had and religious, you know, services that people go to, the outside world when they come in and they don't see the miraculous power of God at work in the church or the Holy Spirit moving in a powerful way or prophetic words being spoken, where is there evidence of a supernatural God working in that church? Why would those people want to even come back? Except that maybe there's a bunch of friendly people and they make them feel welcome. Yeah. But where is the miraculous? I mean, that's what drew people to Jesus was the miraculous work that was taking place. Right. And then they knew. There is something supernatural in that that guy, yeah. and I want what he has. I want more of. Where does that come from? Right. You know. Well, I feel like we've put God in a box. Like He can only do what we think. We limit Him in our minds. Mm-hmm. You know, He He's this big God. I mean, He God created the box. You know, He He is the, mm-hmm. He is outside of the box. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we put Him in this box when we limit our thinking and, and think that. Okay, so we just go in there to church to learn what we learn, and, and well, God's not capable of healing somebody that's got cancer. Well, God's not capable of healing. You know, they got prayed over, but I didn't see evidence. Well, there's lots of reasons, and there's so much. We could debate that all day long. There's mm-hmm. so many different reasons. All of it has to do with a lack of knowledge and understanding how God flows and how He works. So And faith. And faith. It's a lack of faith. You know, because, yeah. I mean, people will say all the time, will you pray for me? And I go, yeah, let me pray right now. Right. And when you do that, that's demonstrating that I am believing God right. for who He is. I believe in a supernatural God. Right. I believe in miracles. Right. And I believe He can do what He says He He says in the Bible. Right. So I'm going to pray right now that you're going to be healed. Yes. And that is a demonstration of your faith. Right. Right then and there. It's not like, oh, I'll pray for you. Take the moment. Take the opportunity right then and there to pray right. for Him. You know, right. because... You never know what's, what God's going to do. He right. could show up and just miraculously, and I'd be like just as surprised, but I'd be excited surprised. I would be too. Right? I'm not surprised that God wouldn't show up. Right. I'm just like, let's get going. Let's right. do this. Let's demonstrate. Well, let's let, take the limitations off of Yeah. Him. Like, stop thinking that God can't or he won't do that. Don't, that stops the miracle if you doubt. Right. You know, there's so many things that go to it. It's just, let God be God. And stop thinking. But the enemy wants us to do that. He right. wants us to put God in a box. Have he those wants doubts. To, yes. Mm-hmm. He wants right. us to think that our God can't do it. God could do all. Right. He is yes. all. So he, when we pray know. for someone, we pray in faith yes. that God will heal. Because right. I've had dreams like that before, you know, where I had a dream and I was, I saw a specific person. Right. And I saw them, you know, in the dream, like somebody was trying to heal them on a stage with a whole crowd of people watching. Mm-hmm. And my mind in the dream, I'm thinking, it's not going to happen. It's yeah. not going to happen. And then I see the guy walk out the back of the building and he's getting into his car. And I walk up to him and I put my hands on his head and I pray for him. And I had this in my, in the dream, I knew that when I prayed and touched his head, he would be healed. Right. It was a matter of fact, like exclamation point yes. in my heart. I just knew he was going to be healed. Right. So I've had several dreams like that where I pray over someone and I know they're going to be healed. Yes. So it's almost like God was instilling faith in me yep. that when you do what I tell you to do, I'm the one, God's saying, I'm the one doing the work. Right. You're just my laying hands on person. Right. <laughs> I'm the vessel. He's operating right. through you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's the boldness, it's the faith, it's all of it. Right. That's good. Yeah. You know, I think the other thing, too, is that when a person goes to church as well, it shouldn't, there shouldn't be a pressure for people to dress up, yeah, paint a smile on and arrive. Mm-hmm. Right. God's not waiting for us to dress up, to be good enough to we even come. We don't need to impress him. No. He, he loves us exactly where we are and for who we are. He yeah. right. meets us there. And that's why it's so. a, it, you should be just coming as you are. Right. Yes. Right. There shouldn't be like pretense where yes. you, you have to look it, a certain way to go mm-hmm. to church. It reminds me really quick. It reminds me of with the story you told about Ali Fisher and the woman that came in the sedan oh, yeah. looking dress. Mm-hmm. So God didn't, he wasn't going to not minister to her just because she came in right. in a seductive dress. Right. That girl's life was changed that day. Right. I mean, you could go into the story. And that's all she went. knew. Right. You but, know, I mean, she was she wearing was, her best dress, right? Yeah. And so that's a good point, Susan. You don't have to dress a certain way and be a certain way because God knows you. He knows you inside and out. He knows you better than any single mm-hmm. person on this planet does. Right. He knows your heart. Yeah, and he's, he, he knows inside. all that you've done, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done. You right. can't hide any of those things from him. And I mean, he still loves us. Honestly, when it comes to appearances, you know, and it, I remember growing up and my mom would say, we always wear our best on Sunday. Right. Our Sunday best is what is the term Same that was used. Baptist thing. Right. <laughs> Maybe it was other denominations, too, but for us. But it was always, no, it your, was you me, wear your Sunday like best, right? Yeah. And But I'm like, you know, as I got older, I'm like, my Sunday best is that my heart is right. Yes. That's your best. Right. Not with the clothes that you're wearing. Right. It's your your heart. Is my heart prepared? Is my heart ready to receive what he wants to say today to me? That's God's heart. Mm Mm-hmm. Your heart is lining up with his heart. Right. That's his heart. Right. You know, speaking of hearts, when you said, oh, what what hurts God? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? I think he's always there. Yeah. He's always there for us. We walk away. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That hurts him. Mm-hmm. But he's a gentleman. Yeah. He's still there waiting. Mm-hmm. Right. And he just waits patiently for us to come back to him, but right. he never leaves. Right. That's so true. Yeah. Patient is the word. Yeah. yeah. You know, like a good parent. You know, he's more patient than any, anything, anyone that I know. Mm-hmm. He yeah. waits. He teaches us. We mess up. He's like, that's all right. You yeah. fell. Get back up. Well, we've all had kids, you know, all three of us. Yeah. And like, you know, Kathy and I have older kids, right. you know, but they've all rebelled, okay. you know, certain ones. Yes. And, um, and or shoot, I rebelled too. You know, right. it's like, right. to what degree? Me <laughs> right. Yeah, me too. You know, but, you know, and the Lord reminded me how patient he was with me. Right. right. So I had to be patient with my, my boys and that he was like, they're in my hands. You're just a steward of them for a right. short period of time. They've always been in my hands, and you need to trust me with them. Do you trust me? Join me in prayer with them, you know, for, for them, them right. and just intercede for them and be a prayer warrior. But his patience is astounding, right? And yeah. he knows exactly what needs to take place in their hearts right. to get them to change, yeah. to come back to him. And so he guides them and leads them. But it's it's just a it's a process. It is. You know? And for people that have, that have control issues, letting go of that control, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a spirit. Spirit, having that controlling spirit. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for people like that to be, okay, Lord, I will trust you. Because you think that you could handle situations mm-hmm. or your children better than anybody else, better than God. Mm-hmm. And or, that's yeah. limiting God. Again, that's mm-hmm. limiting Him. Or keep your kids from sinning. 
right which you, you can't yeah, do that no. that's we all have our build. own journey and we all have to come into our own relationship with the lord it's you not something that you they should go. can impose right. on them it has to be their decision it does or it won't last right mm-hmm. it's good yes. so in speaking about true spiritual power we've touched on that a little mm-hmm. bit but i think that one of the reasons many christians have felt powerless in the face of injustice is that the heavy lack of training in their identity and ability to wage spiritual warfare you kind of spoke about that last episode, Laura, mm-hmm. about our identity and who we are and what authority we God has given us mm-hmm. to fight spiritual warfare. And I don't know. I think the world is waiting to see the true spiritual power. And until the church rises up to demonstrate the power of the kingdom, they, the world, will be held under the power of darkness. I want to back up just real quick when you said identity. That struck me, and we're going to have to do a whole episode on it, but mm-hmm. what is the enemy after? He's after our identities. Mm-hmm. He wants to destroy our identities so we cannot connect with God. And function as we're supposed to. Yes. Right. Because if you don't know who you are, you're confused. Yes. And you don't know how to move forward. Right. Right? Right. You know, There's no vision. Right. And so once you understand your identity and who you are in Christ, not I'm not talking about identity like I know who I am. Yeah. You know, I'm we're happy. T- we're talking yeah, I'm Lord. <laughs> but it's the identity that we have in Christ of who Christ has saved us to be. I mean, everything he did on the cross, everything he died for was to give us the authority and the power that he the exact same authority and power he had while he was on the earth so we could have that same you know, power and authority to do the things that he did. Yeah. Right? So, but if we don't understand that, if we don't know who we are in Christ, then we can't fight the enemy properly. We can't fight him away from our lives and our families. We can't do it. How can you fight your enemy when you don't know who your enemy is because you're confused? Right. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. It's, It's like we say in all those, you know, Sports events, football games, basketball games, soccer game you know, you study the enemy. Yeah. Your, and, your and opponent. Your opponent. Which and is, you, for us, it's the enemy. Right. And then you have a, and you, you, a you form a strategy to be able to know how to fight them. Right. 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 And, and you can't fight them unless you know who you are first. Right. You exactly. Know. Again, I, I dealt with so much fear. Yeah. A spirit of fear. And a stronghold of fear. Right. I don't, it not, a spirit can be like rebuked, right? But this was a stronghold where I allowed it in yeah. because I believed a lie. Yep. And then once I looked at God's word and I saw who I truly was in Christ and that, that God had way more power and ability to protect me and watch over me, and the enemy couldn't penetrate that force field in other words you know if you kind of think of it like a picture like that that's a good analogy you know and i but but god didn't want to just stand up and fight for me all the time he wanted me to learn how to fight he's not going to allow us to be weaklings right he's going to say i need you to get up and and use the weapons i've given you get up and fight right (laughs) but lay in there taking it and get up and fight that's what he said to me yeah and so he doesn't want us to be weakling Christians. He wants us to be strong and powerful, bold as lion Christians. Yes. You know? And once we see, again, once we are equipped that way and our mind wraps around the truth the right way, then there's no stopping us. Yes. Then the enemy has no 
way to to get to us or to attack us because we can just come right back with a right. counterattack, because right? Because we know we've studied our opponent. Right. Mm-hmm. Him, we it, understand what, how he's going to come at us. It doesn't mean he's going to stop trying. No, right. No, or it might no. even get, he might be even at it more. Yeah. Well, but, and, but you have the equipping to know how to fight him. Exactly. You have the tools, you have the knowledge, and you've got all of heaven. God and his army of angels are all Right. So right the enemy there. doesn't have the upper hand. You do. Right. But we have to, we have to start thinking that that's right. kingdom thinking. That's kingdom thinking. Mm-hmm. That's good. Right. Take every thought captive. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. You know, I, it's time for the body of Christ to rise up and receive our inheritance. Yes. We rid ourselves yes. of complacency mm-hmm. and restore the ancient boundaries of holiness and demonstrations of great right. power, like mm-hmm. you just said. Right. And healings, like, because mm-hmm. Satanism is yeah. spreading like wildfire. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is. Right. And, Disease like cancer and other dreaded diseases are causing lives to end prematurely. Yeah, but God never intended for us to be sick. No, He never. Right. There's no sickness in heaven. No. So we need to act on delivering those with sickness by specific prayer against spiritual roots of disease. Yes, that's going to be a whole thing that we're going to go a into. Whole other deeply. topic. Yeah, because we, we're learning about that, and wow, wow, it yeah. just—it's so amazing the knowledge when you have the knowledge of your enemy and you understand how he works and you understand why he wants to make us sick and then we blame god but it's because we've allowed the stuff in our lives to cause us to be there's just a whole but then there's the whole awareness that you have to gain where the roots came in right so you can whether you inherit it like it's if it was curse Right, be delivered. Right. So what y'all are talking about, just to clarify here, yeah, sorry. Is, is, yeah, got off on a tangent. <laughs> sorry. But what you're talking about is generational curses generational yeah, curses. that's mentioned in the Bible yes. many times about generational curses can be passed down to the third and the fourth generations. Right. So you may have been born into Something a life where right. your parents had sinned, and that that sin is inherited in right. you. And so you may think, I don't know why I'm this way. Well... You have to get to the root of that issue, and you have to get to the root of, well, where did it start from? But the, the good news is about that is that you don't have to stay that way. No. You don't have to you live in that. You can those, break those gener- yes. generational curses off of you by the blood of Jesus. You can repent of the things your parents did, because right. you shouldn't have to walk in that, right? Right. God wouldn't mean for you to have to walk that way. That's just that's a pitiful pose yes. to think, I'm going to have to live my life all my life like this with, you know, the, the sins of my parents on my head. That's ridiculous. Right. It's, it's, it's not well, it a burden. Yeah, he's given us to the carry. tools. Right. With the tools, one number one tool is Jesus' blood. Yes. It cleanses us and purifies us from all our sins, right? Yes. And for all humanity. That's why he came and died. Yeah. And so you think about all the things he took on, the burdens that he took on himself as he approached the cross. Right. And knowing he'd have to carry all the sins of the world, you think about the worst sins you can think of. And Jesus saw it when he was on the cross. Yeah. He knew he would, could continue to go and move forward and be persecuted like he was. Yeah. And die a horrible death because he knew the reward that was coming. Yes. Because there was deliverance for all of us. Yes. You know? Yeah. 
Thank so. you, Laura, for always. <laughs> just one. So good. We'll go off on a tangent. And Laura's like, now let's, you know, she's so good about just bringing it back around to his word. I'm and a cowboy and I round you up. <laughs> she sure does. <laughs> and we love that about you. So thank you. We don't want to go off on a tangent. Yes. We, we just want you guys to know this is our hearts and we mm-hmm. care. We, we have compassion. Yes. And I, I think, you know, just, just to kind of focus back on the church, you know, and where we are and where we need to be going. I think one of the things we had, you know, prior to this talked about was just to keep a kingdom focus. Yes. Because we can get all wrapped up in a lot of stuff in the church and how the church is run, blah, 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 blah. But if, you know, we've we've left, we've already left. The old, the old wide skids, the old era, the old. Well, and it was a church era. It was a church era. You're right. It, we've we've been grown up and brought up in a church era, and we've already. It's in 2020. We began to go into the kingdom era. Right. And it's it's a whole change of a mindset here, because we've been brought up one way, but God is moving us in a new direction, and so we've got to have that kingdom mindset, and so that's where we're. We're hashing out and talking about all these things right. so we can move our minds and our hearts set in a new direction for the kingdom of God. Right. Bringing, like he said, bring the things of heaven to the earth. That's a kingdom mindset. Right. Not just about what we're, what are we going to do here on the earth? How right. are we going to save more people? That's part of it. Right. But it's about bringing the things of heaven. And that means that we have to be connected with the Lord. We have to live holy lives and bring the things that the Father is showing to our hearts to the earth and change the earth. Right. You know, for the better. Right. Change his church for the better. Right. And it goes back to you're talking about kingdom focused. We could focus on what the enemy's done, what he's been doing, all the yuck, all the ick, all the ugliness of mm-hmm. what he's been doing. That's the best word I could come up with. But we could focus on that. But not of this kingdom era. We, we're leaving that behind. Mm-hmm. So when you say that we need to be kingdom focused, you know, we can, we can remember so we don't ever go back to that. But that we don't ever want to go back to what, we, what we've been doing. Right. It was fine for that time. Yeah. But now it's time to move forward. Right. And that's where our focus needs to be. We need to be focused yeah. on God and his kingdom and the things that he wants us to do so that we can learn to live life differently so we could be more at peace we don't have division we will be operating in unity you know healing prosperity all of those things so i just think that that's where we're headed yeah and i just want to be clear too that this doesn't mean that everybody's to just walk away from the church right no that's that's not you know in in talking about these truths it's how can we like you said laura bring the kingdom of heaven into the church into right. the church right. right yeah i just wanted to clear that up mm-hmm. that's, good. that's a good point speaking of fighting against spiritual warfare there right. is an antichrist system that is attacking the church behind the scenes mm-hmm. yeah. and when we speak of antichrist system I'm not referring to the person of the antichrist the antichrist system is the demonic base structure that holds as its main mission the destruction of the body of Christ. Yeah, right. it's so it's everything that's against Christ, right? right. You know, and that's attacking our our nation, the right. United yeah. States. It's attacking the whole world, right? Our families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a direct attack on the church church to prevent her from advancing the kingdom of God, right? Yeah. And you know, a couple of examples would be like communism, mm-hmm. Nazism, oh, yeah. right? 
right? right. But and they still, we've seen their rise and fall, but they still linger in our world. Mm-hmm. And they they can be the antichrist system can correctly be explained in five different operations, and those would be like anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You know, because the Gentiles were grafted through Christ in the holy lineage. Right. right. And the Antichrist system is an attempt to create a division, a baseless hatred between Jewish people and all others. Right, right. right. And another one is the abuse of prophetic gifts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's another one. And an, another one would be oppression of women. So mm-hmm. sometimes o- in, oppression. Yeah. Oppression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So men and women need to work side by side. And sometimes that's very challenging in churches. Yeah, it is. You know, where women. Oh, yeah. Are I mean, I grew up with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I laugh about that because all my life I'm like, well, why can't I do that? You know, and, and it wasn't until I was, you know, older that we broke away from the denomination we were in. But I was raised in, you know, more, and it's, it's, I think it's not as much that way anymore, but I was raised in that, that a a man can only do this and a woman doesn't do that. And, you know, here's the woman's role. Here's the, I'm like, hmm, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, well, wait a minute, God called men and women to do, you know, mighty works. And I've, I've seen a lot of, you know, once I stepped out of that mindset, I'd see a lot of women that were prophesying and doing all kinds of ministry and I remember asking my uncle about that, you know, because I was I was saying talking about women, can they preach, you know? And I've seen Joyce Meyer; I think she's a great preacher, you know. She's more of a teacher preacher, right? right? But my uncle said to me, Laura, he says the Holy Spirit doesn't discern between male and female, right? He just deposits the oh, gifts. It's the heart. It's the heart, yeah. and it's it's what the potential God sees in you, and it's the willingness of your heart right. to be used for God. And I was just like, wait, what? That was a liberating statement yes. for me, you know, and I, I went back to the Word of God. He showed me in the Scriptures. The Holy Spirit does not discern between man, male, or female. Yes. He deposits the gifts. Yes. And I was like, wow. 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 <laughs> wow. Eye opener, yeah, no. you know, lid lifter. Yes, right. <laughs> As we say in Bible study, yeah. that's a lid lifter. <laughs> you know, but that was just... That was a liberating statement for me. And I'm like, yeah, I could do whatever God tells me to do. Right. Not what man says, but what God right. says. What not man says you can't man, or can't do. Mankind or yeah. religious thinking. Religious mind. Yeah, well, me too. Like, look at it. I've grown up my whole life with priests. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, and, and mm-hmm. they've all women. been men. Yeah, right? they've all been men. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this, it's. And I understand there is that God, you know, order. Of right. man, and then, you know, because really, Adam was supposed to be in charge of the garden, you know, right. and it was Eve, and she offered the, the fruit to Adam, and he sinned just as well as she did. Yeah. You know, again, there was that they are made and created equal. Right. But there is a... There is an order, a godly order. Hierarchy yes. order, right? Yes. But you also understand, you know, like even in a marriage. Yes. You know, that's where it was always preached to me at home. <laughs> You know, about the hierarchy of the man's in charge and all that, the head of the home. And I get that. And I respect that. Right. And like in my marriage with my husband, I respect my husband. He respects me. Right. I treat him like a king. He treats me like a queen. Right. You know, we both love each other so much. There is no competition. Right. There is no striving for each other's position. Right. You know, like if I had to be the spiritual person in charge of, I'm like, no, 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 he can have that. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you know, I'm like, okay. Well, that's but, just Holy Spirit too. Yeah, Holy Spirit's asking you to do something. You're going to do it. I'm going to do it. Right, if, whether it's you or, or mm-hmm. your husband. I, I, I don't want to be in charge. Right. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you? That's another topic. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh goodness. So anyway, I, another operation in the church is the ethnic dominion. So wherever one ethnic group's being dominated by another, yeah, the Antichrist spirit is an operation. Oh, I yeah. see that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? That's going on. And mm-hmm. lastly, I think the sexual perversion. Right. Uh, Any society one. that's allowed sexual immorality to run rampant and the Antichrist systems is at work. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. That is good. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've we've talked about before just another aspect, you know, of the church is the ecclesia versus church minded. Yeah. And we kind of talked about that before in another previous episode. So, yeah. yeah. But having going into this kingdom era, we have to put behind us kind of like the old ways of thinking and going into the new. Because when Jesus, I think it was Jesus that termed the first term of ecclesia. Right. But it was a governmental term. It was a Roman term, actually. Right. Right. And he used it because he said, this is the kind of church I'm building. Right. This is the kind of church I want you to be, is an right. ecclesia. Yeah. And that's different than the church mindset that we have. Right. The religious mindset. Right. When you say church mindset. It's more religious mindset. More religious that's mindset. the term that right. we're using. And so ecclesia means to be a governmental, to take more of an offensive position right. rather than defensive, but we're to be an offense position of taking on the world, taking on these, what we've described before as the, the seven mountains, yeah. right? Yeah. And you, you mentioned that in the last episode. Right. And so these are the areas of influence in the world. Right. We as Christians should be the most influential people in the world. We should. You know, yeah, we should God. be the... It's God's uh, government. Right, the right. is God's government operating here on earth, and He's guiding us mm-hmm. and showing us. So what to do. Could, we could not have to deal with all this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And even in our world, all the things that we're dealing with, with politics and government and all that kind of stuff, even in entertainment, you know. Our schools, our homes, our churches, our, yeah. the ec- economy. Just as an example. You know, we were just in discussion today talking about the Grammys. Yeah. You know, and the things that were illustrated and demonstrated on that show. Now, I didn't watch it, but I didn't watch it. I see, you see a lot of stuff on social media yeah. that already throws it slips, back in your it face. It slips in there. It shows now. you what's going on. And so that is a demonstration of how we have not done our job. Right. And, and that's arts and entertainment. Yep. And if, if God's people, we're in those positions of leadership, and would never see that. it. Would you would they would never see that kind of stuff and on it's TV? It's controversial. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't right. have controversial stuff like that. Right, it just should right. not be a thing. Everything would change, right? If God's, you know, and that's why our the United States of America, when it was first formed, the Declaration of Independence oh, yeah. and the Constitution were all formed and written under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Right, God was guiding those those writings yeah. and those laws and the, the format of our country and the way it should be run. That's right. why we're a blessed country. Yes. Because right. we look to the Lord to help us. You know, I know people want to argue about that, but that's really how it was. Well, he's not going to go against his covenant, that he, the covenant that we made with him. He made a covenant with us. Mm-hmm. He's not going to go, we've gone against it. 
Our, well, yeah, our, we our government has gone against it. And people know? have been trying to change it. But right, if we right. stick with what's right, right and what was formed and what was really good in the beginning, we will be blessed. Yes. But that's, again, that's an ecclesia mindset. Right. You know? That's right. where we're headed. Mm-hmm. Truly, that's where we're headed. That's what the prophets are saying. That's what God's been showing me. Just showing Laura the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we are headed. We're not even headed. We're there. Mm-hmm. He spoke that to me very specifically. You're not transitioning into the new era. You're there. Yeah. The old is gone. We just did an episode on it. The old is gone. The new has come. Mm-hmm. We're operating in the new now. Yeah. And now we'll just have to, to learn how to to step in it and walk walk with God in it. And that's why God's really called us to do this podcast yeah. is to be bold and yeah. to speak up the things that he's put onto our hearts because he wants that out more. His truth. He needs his truth to be spoken. The That's things right. that are on our hearts are what the Holy Spirit's put there. Right. And we're just relaying what he's put there. Right. <laughs> right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Good stuff. Well, we could talk a little bit about spiritual gifts, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the use of these to not only strengthen the body, but weapons for warfare. God mm-hmm. wants to show off through us. We need to step up and be obedient to what he's calling us to daily. Mm-hmm. So as we've spoken about before, the discernment, the gift of discernment. That's, mm-hmm. good. That's a good one. Right? And, and like I said above, before about like Todd White, you know, yeah. he's a good example, but there's many other people. Oh, yeah. You know, wherever you go, you can be a light and you can use the gifts that God's given to you to help other people connect and right. see God. Like, you know, just as an example, you know, I was out the other day and I was getting massage, you know, and that kind of thing for my chiropractor. And just one of the girls, you know, that I was talking to and she mentioned some things that were going on in her life. And I just said, can I pray for you right now? You know, and I I prayed for her and I I had goosebumps all over my arms after I got done praying for her. And I know that the Lord is going to do a miraculous thing in her life. That's so and that's cool. just demonstrating, that's using the gifts that we have, Yeah, you know, to pour out God's love on other people. Right? Maybe it's prophetic gifting. Right. You know, you can just speak life into other people. Prophetic gifting is not just about like, like a fortune teller, you right. know. You are encouraging people to see things from God's perspective. Right. That's all it is. All You're edifying is. the person. Right. Right. It's nothing hokey or, or crazy or yeah. spooky. It is just encouraging and lifting up people to see things from God's perspective so they have a better view, a God's eye view, and an aerial view right. <laughs> of what's taking place in their life and so they can know how to move forward better. That's good. You know, yeah. or maybe it's, it's healing. Yeah. You know, I mean, what, what other gifts can you guys think of? Maybe it's a gift of knowledge. You know, you right. just so, know things. Wisdom. Mm -hmm. revelation wisdom Mm -hmm. you know there's so many different giftings that god does for us Mm -hmm. i know that you said that paul talks about there's nine giftings but there's yeah in corinthians yeah he Mm -hmm. talks about that and that any one of us can have each gift yeah but you know god multiple gifts right god will choose if you're obedient he'll choose what gift needs to be used at the right moment at that time Mm -hmm. yep so good just be an open vessel and be Ready to be used by God. Right. Yes. Just listen. Right. Spend Have time. a willing spirit. Yeah. You know, we need to start preparing ourselves for the new era that's here, which is the kingdom era. And that's the good things that God has spoken to the three of us, but to many other prophets also. Mm-hmm. You know, the overall consensus here is the church, church needs, needs to, to change. change. <laughs> right? I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. yeah. So God's ecclesia, it needs to step up 
and take back the ground the enemy has stolen from us. We also must stay in an intimate relationship with God. It's the only way we will ever win here on earth. This intimacy with our Creator gives us insight, wisdom, and revelation that comes straight from God. And He is the one that will teach and guide us on how we are meant to live and prosper here on earth. God has given us the tools we need to overcome the enemy. We just need to learn them and apply them. And God will give us victory in everything that we do. Right. And I'm so ready for the changes that are coming. God is preparing many people to help teach the ones that will come to know Him in the coming days. It will be magnificent, and it will be such a blessing to glorify God for all that He is doing for us. All right. Yep. Yes. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time to close. Thank you, Laura, for this topic. It was really good. <laughs> really passionate about it. All right. We'll see you next week. Yeah, and we just want to close with this scripture from Mark sixteen seventeen through 18. And those who believe will be able to do things as proof. They will use my name to force out demons. They will speak in new languages. They will pick up snakes and drink poison without being hurt. They will touch the sick, and the sick will be healed. Amen. All right, today's episode, again, was edited by Ms. Caitlin Beck. We thank you, Caitlin, for all that you do. Thank you, Caitlin. (laughs) Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. And we just want to thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. And we would love to hear from you. So please email us at puretruthpodcast3, that's the number three, at gmail.com. All right. And please visit our websites. Mine is kathyzaka.com. Mine is laurapotter.us. And mine is susanoffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you and give you his peace. All right, until next time. Susan, Laura, and Kathy. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Electricast.